real business owners telling real stories and experiences. Welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? Um, interview number two. I got uh, a, my first ever customer and now good friend, Ryan Kane, oh, the owner of Majestic Car Wash here in beautiful, sunny slash rainy Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> right? Car Washes love rain. Say hi, Ryan. Hi. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, let I want to hear your story. Right? Tell me the story of Majestic Car Wash. How did it get here? And We didn't build it. Uh, it was built in 1991. Uh, we took it in 1996. Uh, my parents moved down here from up north. We're out of north. Jersey. Oh, okay. Yep, sorry. Go Giants. Ugh. Um... And when they bought it, there was nothing here. It was pretty much, you know, 40, 50 cars a day. Uh, my father built it up to... And that's not good for the car wash business. It can be good for the car wash business if you're the only car wash in town. Of sure. course, you want to do more. But um, there wasn't much competition. Uh, he built it up over the years. Who, came... Your father built it up. Yes. So your father, your father ran it, yes. operated it, built it yes. up. Yes. Uh, I came down in '09, and now it's pretty much me and mom. How is it working with family? It's not easy. Why? Um, it can be fun. It can be rewarding, but it can differences of opinion can uh, definitely get in the way. You know, I I, I find it because um, you know I spend I get my car washed here and. You know, we obviously spend time together, and I, I know your mom real well. Uh, and I see some other businesses. And so, what's funny is, I, I can watch an owner with a manager interact, right? And they might have differences of opinion, but they'll talk it out. And then there's the the owner makes a decision, and whether the manager, you know, agrees with it or not, the manager, has to, the manager has to do it. That is completely different here. You know, you you and your mom, right? At the end of the day, you still have to be family. So whether you, when you disagree, you've actually been you know disagreeing your entire life because I'm pretty sure you guys didn't agree on everything all She's the time. Your mom. She's your mom, <laughs> right? But she ever pulled the mom card on you? Like I'm your mom, you do what I say. Not outside of the business, um, and I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I could say you could say she pulled the mom card. There it is. But you know the flip side though of working with family is you get to pull the son card which is you I have get to pull the son card you come on you have grandkids <laughs> oh i got to go visit them she's got that soft spot you know i don't get to pull the son card <laughs> so only the mom card there's there's no such thing Mom's as a son card right. yeah so i'm interested in you know the the progression right you started off kind of you know your mom may have known a little bit about it but it was your dad was the sole focus and then now you're taking it over Right? What has it been like taking over a car wash business coming from finance and you know, the restaurant space kind of similar, but you know, what's it been like till now? Business is business. Um, 
I don't remember the movie, but there was a movie with Rodney Dangerfield in it, and he said basically, it doesn't matter what you sell, you can be selling widgets. A business is a business. You're selling something. Here we sell car washes. So it doesn't matter if I'm in a restaurant or I dabbled in construction for a few months, and it do, it doesn't matter. A business is a business. You're you're selling a product or a service. Here, we're selling more of a service. Um, so what's something from when you first started that you were like really really worried about that now you look back and go like I should have never worried about that. Customer retention and reviews. Okay. Social media reviews. Okay. Why? Well, nobody likes to hear negative stuff. You know, nobody wants to hear, you know, customers, I'm not coming back, I'm I'm not this, I'm... Nobody wants to hear it. Um, I, for one, am not the kind of person that mouths off like that, but I, I quickly realize that there are, there are a lot of people who do. Um... I may not return to a business because I don't like the food they're serving or the service they're providing, and I'll address it directly with the manager. Um, I don't believe in sitting behind my phone expressing my opinions when there's somebody within that organization that can be spoken to directly so you just face-to-face you believe right if you're if you're in a restaurant right and they're not living up to the standard you expect you just call over the manager and you let them know whereas i've done it many times yes but do you think that's because you own a business like this so you have a lot of people out there that are consumers of restaurants and car washes that don't experience that they don't know what it's like in your life when reviews are constantly popping up i don't necessarily think it's the car wash life i think it's the business life yeah i think that um the analogy i use often is uh too many indians not enough chiefs really the the phrase is the opposite but in, in this situation it's you know all the indians believing that they know how a business should be run and what they should do and and um, voicing that opinion your biggest lesson is that you used to consume yourself you consume yourself with the review and like the impact it may have like you had it built up in your head that it may have a bigger impact and what you've learned now is that it's not as big an impact as you thought so therefore like a lot of these things you just kind of you know you roll with it you go with it you try to do what's right by the customer but you move on and it is what it is is that right you can't please everybody okay um not everybody loves every restaurant some people like coke some like pepsi um we do the best we can so we don't we're not successful 100 percent of the time i don't know a business that is reviews do they hurt yeah they hurt i think it's more um emotionally internally nobody likes to hear bad things said about them or you know the business they they pour their sweat and blood into what people don't understand until you've sat in the chair is the stress and additional responsibility you have owning a business right 
give some advice on how you were able to work through that mental process of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, review, review, to now like, okay, listen, there's a review out there. Let me take a look at it. Let me find out the resolution to it. And if there's not a resolution, the person just had a bad experience, let me try and make it right. Or the person is not justified in their response and they're completely wrong about the facts because we've seen that happen. But from the business owner aspect, how what advice would you give them on how to handle the, men, the mental shift? Like, here, look, in order to understand what's happening and, and not, you know, flip your lid every single time somebody writes a bad review, this is what you did. Well, most of the time that. you don't see those people. As far as the ones that, you know, do it when they leave, respond, you know, I went through many phases of responses, you know, I went through the apologetic phase um, where, you know, every response was, you know, an apology and come see me next time and, you know, trying to extend the olive branch. Did that work? Did you have anybody actually come up and go, hey, I was the guy that wrote this review and you said Maybe come two see- or three times. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was the next phase? The next phase was the anger phase where I would... Um, this is the fun one. I, I don't want to say retaliate but more or less um, take the customers that had uh, ridiculous reviews, uh, ridiculous in, in, in the, in the okay, I had one case where a, a car was completely oxidized and reviewed us for, for ruining the outside of their car. Um, at which point I reviewed and and not only stated what oxidation was, but where it comes from, um, how and if it can be fixed, you know, probable co- possible cost for fixing uh, the problem, trying to um, trying to show not on your fault. Edu- not only educate the person leaving the review, but um, educate the people that might be reading the review and hopefully the response. Um, I don't know that everybody reads the responses. I, I don't know that everybody reads the reviews, but what got me out of it was looking at the overall picture. Uh, have I lost customers from reviews? I'm sure. I, I, I'd be naive to think that I, I didn't. You know, you want to try to make them happy, and but there's a limit. You have to know where your limit is. You know, How much are you going to give away for free? To retain a customer that... How do you decide for, between a ridiculous complaint and a legit complaint? In the car wash, it's pretty easy. How? Uh, you know, if a customer comes with a coffee drip or, you know, can you just vacuum this a little bit more for me? Mm-hmm. Um, never will we have a problem taking the car back and giving it a once over or, you know, grabbing a you know, cowl with some cleaner and cleaning off a drip or sure. wiping down a seat. Never. But when they come to you in a an aggressive fashion, the I'm never coming here. I'm I come here all the time. I'm your best customer. Um, you, you guys are all stupid. You know how do you not know how to clean a car? Those things you start off on. It already starts with a with a sour taste. With those customers, when you just say, "Look, man, you know, I I don't think that you should come back here." I've done that. I know. And do you feel like your 
protecting the staff in a sense. Like you know, uh, I've se- I've seen you. Know, people have accused you know, a car wash is notorious for being accused of theft, things like that, and that's why you have you know video monitor stuff like that. And I've watched you protect your staff, where people have actually accused you of stealing something, and then you go and look at the video and you watch them take the item from their front seat, put it in their trunk. Yeah. They never check their trunk. And then you open the trunk after they've accused you. And then there's no apology after they've wound up lighting you up in the middle of the lobby with all those customers hearing it. They just go, Oh, I'm sorry. And they drive off. That's the problem with lighting me up. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, is there's no, and, and I've, I've had, listen, I've gone through many phases. Yeah, retail is very difficult. I'm assuming most of your customers are going to be retail, uh, retail businesses, but retail is very difficult. I, I truly believe that every college graduate should have to work a minimum of 12 months in retail just to really appreciate life and, and, and what what's ahead of them. Like servers don't write bad reviews on restaurants because exactly. they know the life I that it was lived in. I don't write reviews. I find that really interesting because a lot of people out there, they the 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 small business owner, and this is really big in the dry clean business because I have a dry clean customer that's been around, almost similar situation, second generation owner. And you can you can mess up food or clothes and you can mess up a car wash here. But if you have, if you come from a genuine place and starting that relationship with the customer or have an existing relationship with the customer and they say something to you about how you can improve, if you don't get defensive right away, if you come like, oh, I appreciate that. like it's an appreciation that wins a customer you so you've actually won a customer from a bad position right like you were playing defense and now you've got this long-term customer and they're actually way more loyal and will actually tell more of their friends about you because you were able to come from that place rather than you know a server uh messing up a meal saying hey and you know somebody mentioning it and getting defensive on why they did it, why the other person's wrong, things like that. If it's a fixable, it's fixable. And that's, you know, a, a great spot. We do the best we can. Sure. The, the problem is the aggressive customer. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard to tame the savage beast. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your best offense is a good defense. And... You just let them go. There, hey, there man, are I don't some times where I have to defend. Yeah. And there are some times where I can calm the customer down, have a conversation. In the car wash business, a lot of it is physics. Yeah. Um, how well, did this paint get out? Your tunnel put the paint in my car. Well, because that's what we do. We spray paint on cars. So just so we can charge you to get the paint off. I'm, I'm sad that this is a podcast right now and they can't see your facial expressions while you're saying these things. 20, 25 years in business, and that's that's how we stay in business. We paint cars. Oh, customer's look. not always right. They, uh-huh. you know, unfortunately, you know, it's it's a misnomer. There's gonna be a lot of people right now that are either like listening to this and either driving in their car or listening in their office, right? That are like fist pumping, like I knew it. Yeah, they, they can't always be right. I mean, first of all, most of them, I shouldn't say most, many of them try to take advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I said before, I've had people try to get me for a nickel. Has has the customers worn on you? Right, like you've been doing this for a long time now, right? Clo- it's starting to wear on me. It's starting to wear on you. It's well, it's come. It's coming to a point where um, I, my father used to have this saying, "Keep it outside." Uh huh. And 
basically what was behind that was I have people out there that are trained to deal with customers. Um, unless it has to come inside, I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. You all know what you need to do. You all know how you know, to baby the customer, to take care of the customer. You know, I have this on my car. Go grab something and get it off. Just, you know, whatever it is. You don't you don't have to nickel and dime somebody for 5 or $10 because you had to grab a rag and some solution to get some paint off the side of the car. Excessive amounts, yes, there's a limit. People don't understand. They will come on a Saturday when I have a line to Federal Highway. Oh, you guys are killing it. But where were you Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when it rained? Yeah. You know, who's paying those bills? Or where were you when I didn't have electricity for 11 days after the hurricane and was struggling to make payroll just so my guys could eat? You know, it's real, real world stuff. A man. lot of my guys are young. A lot of them have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they work for tips. Um, a lot of people don't tip them. So, how do you, let's talk about, let's talk about your staff for a little bit because you do have turnover. And I mean, you're in a space where, if it rains, you close. Like, you know, weather is based, so their income isn't guaranteed every single week. How do you how do you manage through that to be able to keep staff? Because you have long-term staff. It is what it is. It is, you know, they all know coming on here that that they that's the situation. So when I, they I get hired, to... when they get hired, they know like the conversations had, look, this it's is in what... the employee handbook. <laughs> but I give them overtime. Which oh. most car washers don't do, and it, it hurts. It hurts my bottom line. Um, my percentage of payroll is probably a couple points higher than it than it should be, but that's why I have guys here, six, seven, eight. One guy's been here almost nine years. Yeah, which is I mean, it, car washes unheard of. unheard of, and you know, and anytime you're dealing with you know a lot of frontline staff and things like that, longevity is um, <laughs> is pretty rare. My a lot of my customers like that. They like coming and seeing the same people every day. Uh, they feel like, you know, they're known. You know, there's customers that, you know, ask for certain people to work on their cars because especially they know the, the detail job they shop. do. Especially in the detail shop, yeah. They know what they're doing, and when a new guy comes in here and he sees, you know, six or seven guys that have been here two, three, four plus years. Making good money. There's a reason. You know, they may not start off making that kind of money, but, you know, we're pretty aggressive in in, um, taking care of them and Mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, they can survive. Yeah, because... the hurricane was a testament to itself. Well, so, yeah, because, I mean, you know, keeping staff, and just like you said, this industry is, um, you know, intense where... There's a lot of long hours, you know, they, it's hot, you know, we're in South Florida, it's hot. Like you said, wearing a winter coat, but that means it dropped below like 70 degrees down here and we're not used to it. Well, last but, week it was pretty cold. <laughs> last week it was. But so, it, and also too, the industry is shifting, right? So, car washes that are full service where you can, you, you know, you drop your car, you go into the lobby, you know, you grab a cup of coffee and wait for your car to come out or get a detail and drop it off and pick it up later. There's a lot of express washes. Plus, in your case, you had a car wash open up three blocks away, right? Three blocks away from you. So competition's tough. And the fact that you still keep staff, things like that, how does competition play into that? 
was more steer the ship. I mean, they were running by here every day, you know, screaming at the guys, you know, we're going to put you out of business, we're going to put you out of business. Um, and my response to them was, shut your mouth. My guys. Yeah. Don't say a word. The first person that opens his mouth takes a trip home. Yeah. Um, don't play the game. Just put your head down and steer the ship. And so far it's worked. They opened um, end of 2011, so we're six years now. Um, and he's been sold. So generally... So what you did worked. It maintained, yes. I'm not going to tell you that sales didn't go down because you're saturating a market. Mm -hmm. But it worked for all intents and purpose. And um, you don't sell businesses like this unless they're losing money. Yeah, but you, so even though when they moved in, you had to be scared a little bit, right? Yeah, it's not easy. What it's was your first easy. reaction to oh, hearing it? <laughs> right, right. And then what was the game plan? Steer the ship. Just keep going. Just do what we know how to do. I changed the menu a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I made sure my prices were comparable, if not less, for what we do. And that was it. We just did what we do, you know. And, and it, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't. This was something that was out of my control. And. If the masses decided that I wasn't worthy and and my business wasn't worthy, yeah. So I find it interesting because in the world that we are in, right, the small businesses, the you know hugely customer facing, service based, right, looking for those repeat customers, um, it there's competition on every stinking Look how corner, man. Close every day. Every day, right? So. Hearing competition that is direct, like literally doing the same thing you're doing, is scary at first. But if you're doing the right things and you taking care of your staff and you're doing what's right for the customers and you have a good local business and you know you just do what you do, you can steer the ship. And all it does is really emphasize because people are naturally going to go over there just because they're inquisitive because it's new. Throw it in your face. So you, know you have competition now. Yeah, but still, like, then you still get to keep your customers. Because even though they go try something shiny and new, they've been coming to you, and that place doesn't do what you do. They don't take care of them like you do because you know their car. You know what right. they're doing. You've already built that loyalty base, so no matter what the competition does, they're never going to be able to take that because you do what you do. And they like we what don't you sell do. a product. We we're, oh, especially in the detail shop, we sell more quality than a product. Yeah. Anything else you want to give some advice on, man? You know, we got some people listening to this, owning some small businesses that deal hugely in customers. You know the type of people I, I represent, the dentists, you know, things like that. Any other advice you give them about handling customers? Be fair. Don't be stupid. You know. Don't take it personal. You can't take it personally. You just can't take it personally. Mm -hmm. it's, it took me a while to figure that out. I used to get defensive, and I went through my phases, and now I'm just at a point where I do what I can do, and you know, I'll give you what I can give you, but I'm not going to be taken advantage of. 
Ryan, man, as always, I love you, buddy. I appreciate the time. Uh, if you're listening to this and you yeah, want to buy your lunch, if you do one, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if, if you want to see Ryan's phases, just go on to the Yelp account yeah, and, wa- and go back like a couple of years and see what happens, and you'll watch. And some of them are really funny to read, and uh, you'll get some a chance of them to see obnoxious. it. Obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shy to admit some of them were just downright wrong. Hey, brother, I love you. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for doing this, and. Uh, Go Giants. Oh, God.